Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Indeed, it is time for the get right here on 105.3 The Fan. Welcome on into our number two. My name is Alec Medford. His name is Reginald Atatula. Mm-hmm. We are with you until 11 o'clock tonight, getting you ready for Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. We will do some Wild Card Weekend bold predictions here in just a moment. The truckwreck.com text line is 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 to get involved in any and all of our conversations tonight, as well as live on Twitch and YouTube. If you dare read the Twitch chat, it is twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam or 105.3 The Fan on YouTube. And you can get involved as Bobby Belt has been very active for the past few minutes, making some wild accusations about me and body hardware. Would you like to explain further? So if you do remember, Reg... I don't know why uh, you took that bait. Because... You know, this uh, night show used to be the nosebleed seats. That is true. I I think you're familiar with that. Uh, They came up with the bit that, you know, because I kept getting more and more tattoos, that uh, I was going to start getting piercings. And they started this conspiracy theory that I have nipple piercings. Mm -hmm. That now more people know because you just said it on the air. Thank you. Oh, Bobby's been continuing it in the Twitch chat, saying that he's seen it. And he's saying that his story of it is going to break the fan cam's record. So... It's happening. I, I don't know what he's doing on a Friday evening, but I appreciate him as well as all of you listening on the truckwreck.com or listening to 105 through the fan and inv- getting involved on the truckwreck.com text line. Absolutely. So we do have some bold predictions for wild card weekend, Reg. Yeah. Um, always you can text in 877-881-1053 with your bold predictions for this wild card weekend. Good. The first one for CBS. Oh, what is happening? Are you okay? You gonna make it? I'm closing out the Twitch. Okay, yeah, you should probably do that so we can we can focus back in on what we're doing here. The first one that comes from CBS Sports. I imagine Cowboys fans would love to hear as it says that the Cowboys' run defense stands tall versus uh, Aaron Jones and the Green Bay Packers and snaps running backs' run of success. Obviously, you could talk about the ways in which running backs have had a level of success against this Cowboys team and even down the stretch of this season when there's been a level of uh, applause for this defense in you know limiting the run game of various teams i don't think it's necessarily been a stopping situation green bay's offense he's run for what was this 5.8 yards the last time that the cowboys played last year it was that overtime game that the packers won 31 to 28 this this year, what we're pointing to is the bold prediction that Jonathan Hankins, Osa, Chauncey Golston all make it so that it's very difficult for him to get his game going. And he is held to, let's say, what what do we want to say as a real standing up as opposed to like a slowing down? 30, uh, four, under 40 yards rushing? I feel like that's so generous. Um, yeah, I think that is a good marker. Like if, For me, like 50. If you can keep them under 50, then I think that's slowing down. But 
honestly, when it comes to the Cowboys in 2023 heading into 2024 in terms of run defense, I feel like Greg Popovich talking about how to stop Luka Doncic, like what's your game plan? Uh, keep him under 50, you know, that's our goal, and then he drops 52 on you. I feel like that's how I've been against some of these better running backs for the Cowboys and their opposition lately has been, you know, oh, if you can keep them out of the end zone, maybe under 75 yards, and then they run for, you know, a buck 25 and a score, and it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That happened. Uh, I do think that you probably will benefit a little bit more from the improvements that you've made in the past few weeks in the run game because we just talked about it in the first hour of the show about how Green Bay likes to do more of an outside zone concept. I see you uh, making faces at the Don't worry about it. That's not about you. That's about something entirely different. Ain't Mm -hmm. nobody talking about you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I feel like one of the improvements that has been notable, at least when you watch, it might not exactly show every play, you know, every down, but for the Cowboys' run defense, it feels like they've set the edge a little bit better in the past couple weeks after the Buffalo Bills completely destroyed them you know, in the zone scheme with James Cook. Um, I I think that they've made noticeable improvements when you watch some of these last couple games in terms of setting the edge against the run. So that might be a more favorable matchup, which could lead to Aaron Jones being, you know, neutralized. One of the reasons why this matters, um, particularly for Aaron Jones, is that he is on the short list of players with the most yards per game versus the Cowboys all time. If you cap that, uh, obviously there has to be a minimum of three games because if we do a single game here or there, but you have Walter Payton who rushed for 115.3 yards per game against the Cowboys over his career, seven of those. Barry Sanders, these are some good names, right? 119 yards per game in his four games versus the Cowboys. And Aaron Jones, who over his three games, get this, Rush have has rushed for one hundred and twenty three point three yards per game. So yes, I, I keep him under fifty. Even I feel like you're like man, Ooh. you stonewalled him in comparison <laughs> to the ways that you have played against that man. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I'm taking anything I can get in terms of run defense success because Aaron Jones, especially, he, I hate his trajectory this year where he dealt with the injury, he came back. And he just kind of found himself again at the end of the year. Like, I I wanted a healthy Aaron Jones all year so we get a rundown running back that's coming into town. Now he's literally, like, it's showing on tape, but he's telling everyone, this is the best I've felt all season. You're getting a peak, Aaron Jones. I don't like that. All right, again, other any other bold predictions that you have, we'll take on the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. How about this? As Saturday features C.J. Stroud versus the Browns defense. C.J. Stroud's been fantastic as a rookie and just in general as a quarterback this year. They've had some injuries on that offense when you talk about some of his pass catchers, but he still has Dalton Schultz, a name that's familiar around these parts. Uh, I know that Nico Collins has played well for them. I believe Robert Woods should be returning, but they are going up against a Browns defense that has been fantastic this year. Bold prediction is that C.J. Stroud lights up that defense uh and let's see he's thrown for 311 passing yards per game 18 touchdowns you think he throws for 250 in this one versus the 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 browns that feels like a bold prediction how bold do you feel that one is i think it is bold but i know that they have had a couple of injuries pop up in the last couple weeks in the secondary for the cleveland browns so I think that cj stroud might put up the passing yard figure but they it might not result in a win, you know, in much scoring. 
it could easily be one of those games where he passes for 300 yards and one touchdown, you know, and they, mm. they just don't find the end zone because I think whenever you get that condensed field for the Browns, they're good enough and they're comfortable enough in their scheme to kind of lock everything up downfield, especially in the back of the end zone, but they can do it long enough to where the pass rush can get home. So I think C.J. Stroud is good enough to put up that figure. It just might not result in many points. I can see it. I mean, that, that's a tough defense, and he's also going to have to deal with a particular pass rush. When you talk about Miles Garrett and them boys, uh, they're going to get after him in a way that I don't think that he's seen quite as much this season. It's going to be tough on him, and I'm actually interested in that game on in the other side of it when you talk about that defense that has been good but is susceptible to big plays versus Joe Flacco and them. I'm, I'm interested in seeing if Flacco is able to get big-time plays against that defense and if that is oddly ends up being relatively high-scoring considering that you have a high-level Browns defense involved there. All right, more bold predictions here on the get right as I will go to the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. And from the 682, they say the bold prediction is both rookie playoff quarterbacks will have the best games they've had all year Ooh. and win their games. So that would be, for one, the Houston Texas C.J. Stroud. And then for two, who's my other rookie quarterback here? Are we pointing to um, Jordan Love here as a first-year quarterback? Is that who we're pointing to? Yeah. I mean, he's essentially not a rookie, but he is a rookie kind of thing. Yeah, in, in a way. Because I know that for NFL.com, um, David Carr agrees with you. He says that Jordan Love's found his groove and ultimately will toss for a career-high four touchdowns against the uh, against the uh, Cowboys. He even goes as far as saying out-duel Dak Prescott. That feels asinine. Yeah, that really does. That does feel a little out there, but hey, I mean, may as well have a little bit of fun with it if we're going to be bold. I do think Jordan Love's going to have a good day. Like, I I don't know, honestly, I, I think if you want to win, you need him to force a turnover, you need him to throw an interception, but it could be a relatively clean game for him where they just can't win in the short game. I could see that. Uh, kind of like I was talking about with C.J. Stroud, where he's like he's lighting it up through the air, he's doing everything right, they just can't score. I could see that. Interesting. I, I'm I'm still very confident in the ways in which this defense will heat him up. You get him under pressure, especially you have him on the move. He's not been all that good in those circumstances. Yeah. And I think that the the Dallas defense is capable of turning the ball over a good amount. And I think that that'll be a problem for him. How about this? We've talked about the matchup, and yes, two one four wants to keep bringing up Christian Watson and you know especially his deep playability being a big, fast dude, and the ways in which at times that has troubled your Dallas Cowboys. But we mentioned the idea of Jared Goff, Matt Stafford having this. I don't know if they if we view this as a revenge game. I feel like it's a lot more of a revenge game for Jared Goff. Yeah, because they gave up on him. Yeah, and Sean McVay did not do that in the most graceful way. In fact, he has noted that himself, that it probably was a little bit harder on Jared Goff. Bold prediction goes this way. Jared Goff exacts his revenge on McVay, ultimately leading his team to a win here. How do you feel about that? Do you think that the Lions have an opportunity to beat the Los Angeles Rams? I mean, they are the higher seed here, but I think when we talk about the quarterback matchup, if we were comparing stats, a lot of people would lean towards Matt Stafford as being the guy who puts up better numbers. 
I think they have a chance to beat the the Rams. I just don't think it's Jared Goff exacting his revenge. You know, I, I think it's going to be the run game for the Lions. I think it's going to be their bread and butter, which has been that combo out of the backfield with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. I think that could be the reason, but honestly, I think the Rams are going to go a little bit further than anybody would have expected this time a month ago. Um, you know, I I don't I don't think that the Rams are going to be a first round exit here because they they figured things out in a hurry, and that passing offense has been really good. And I think that if you can pass the ball in that kind of uh, a fashion that Matthew Stafford has been able to find again. And they have Kyron Williams, who has been really, really good for them out of the very backfield. Very fun running back to watch. Very yeah. fun because he was not a household name and he was not important to anybody in terms of fantasy, in terms of, you know, real life affiliation to the team. Like nobody knew who he was, nobody cared. And that's just the Rams. They find these these cheap running backs and they turn them into stars. It's it's been clicking at the right time. I think the Rams could go as far as they want this year. So I'm not writing them off in the first round. I think this is too bold. Okay. This this is the one where it gets too bold. Okay, that's fine. Um, how about this as we continue some bold predictions for your wild card weekend coming up tomorrow, starting tomorrow. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, clearly one of the league's best duos at wide receiver. A.J. Brown, I believe. There's some questions as to whether he plays in this. However, regardless of what's happening there, Mike Evans steals the show, posts more, posts more receiving yards than both of those guys combined in a Buccaneers win versus the Eagles. How bold do you that feel like it's a little too bold for you? Or are you feeling that? Yeah, I think that's a little too bold. Uh, I don't know, man, because... It's gotten a little bit more interesting with, uh, I guess, AJ Jalen Hurts is a full participant, but A.J. Brown has not gone to practice as of yet when it comes to this week. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like it really matters if he practices or not because he still hasn't been all that great recently. Yeah, I guess uh, so. Yeah, I, I'm really concerned because I know Jalen Hurts apparently wasn't even throwing the football for most of the week this year and this or this year, this week. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that today was actually his first day as a full participant where he was actually working with a football in his hands yep. and he had to wear a glove over the hand. Uh, I I could, you know what, I, I think I could see a world where, yeah, Mike Evans probably has the bigger figure here. Yeah, this might be my favorite one. I tried I, to I, save it, yeah. as you might have noticed. I, I'm in I on this. I think I totally reverse course. I, I think I totally this. reverse course. And that Eagles secondary sucks. Yes. It is not good. Very yeah, good. I'm totally reversing course it. on there. I, I'm ready to get weird. This is, yeah, this is fun. I like it. Uh, some other bold predictions that are being texted in. Appreciate you guys getting involved from the 817 playoff Flacco. Super Bowl MVP is about to drop 400 <laughs> yards in the first game of the playoffs. You are a sicko. 400 is a lot. But if you told <laughs> You're me, asking for a lot. If you told me he threw for something like 270, I'd go with you. I could see like 270, three touchdowns, and an interception. Because I, he, he's always going to throw a pick, but his defense is going to bail him out. And, I mean, he's he's thrown for 300 a few times the, yes. this, this uh, season already. I, and 299 I, of them have been to Amari Cooper. Well, the, the big play the big play capability is there in this game. Obviously, Amari Cooper gives you that, but then also the Texans defense gives that. It, it makes it available. And so you pair those things up. I think that this could be really interesting. I don't know. Does the, I don't even know if the Texans' pass rush is intact. In this one, so ooh, yeah, I Joe Flacco might be turning the back the clock back. We might get elite Joe Flacco in this one. <laughs>
I love how nicely you put that, you know, uh, area of a team sucks. You say they make it available. They, they make you know, it available. That's such a polite way to say you're not good. I'm, I'm trying. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to be nicer to to various folks. And I appreciate uh, all the folks that, that return that favor. Being nice. You know, we it's just what the world needs. A little bit more niceties. Yeah, you know? we need we need a lot more of it. Bobby. Coming up next on the Get Right, we're going to take a trip around the association. We'll do that next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan, we'll take a trip around the association here in just a moment. We do have Live Stars Hockey at the Double AC here tonight between the Stars and the Nashville Predators, and the Preds are on the board the score is one nothing with eight minutes remaining in the second period. Bring back Matt Murray. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's <laughs> in, a joke. In Jake Ottinger's return, much to the dismay of Reginald. No, 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 no. I was honestly like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see Jake Ottinger back because I, I've been waiting for a week. I thought he would have been back like a week ago. Yeah. And so it's interesting. It's good to see him back. It, I just hate that you know. Obviously, there has been a, a concession on the ice, which uh, <laughs> not what you want. Not what you want. I just love how you phrase things. You're you're a master with your words. Eh. Um, we'll go ahead and take our trip around the association where we have uh, plenty of interesting things to get to here. We do have some NBA games on across the association. Uh, we can get you some of those scores as we do have the 76ers and the Kings in Philly. It is the nearing the end of the third quarter, 85-71. to 71. The Sixers up right now on the Kings. You do have a blowout between the Pacers and the Hawks in the fourth quarter. Eight minutes left in that one, 111-89. to 89. Been a lot of those recently. Blowouts, that is. Yeesh, man. So much that TNT is having to switch coverage to another blowout. Yeah. Just because the, the score margin is a little bit smaller. I know that I saw, oh my goodness, I feel bad in this moment because I really would like to shout out the person who was mentioning this. It might have been Ethan Strauss. No, actually it was Tom Haverstrow. Ha- Tom Haverstrow, really good uh, NBA writer and reporter, was talking about the idea of maybe the NBA needs to get better when it comes to its scheduling and not scheduling teams on national TV on the second night of back-to-back. Ooh, yeah. Because that was what happened with the Celtics in the game in which they absolutely got blitzed by the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. And to the point where you had Joe Mazzulla pulling your stars, I believe, in the second half, just kind of letting this go. And then, of course, at that point, TNT's like, yo, we are losing audience like crazy, we got to try and move around, and then they found that the Thunder were blowing folks out, and the Mavs were had a big lead, and so they didn't have anywhere to go. But I wonder how much, how much more streamlining the NBA can even do with their with their scheduling, because I know that they already are trying to streamline to have more, as much rest as possible, and getting rid of as many back to backs as possible. I just don't know that they can do all of these things without cutting back on games. And that's something that they don't want to do because they're not trying to give back that money. Yeah, there's it, it, it's a really weird situation. 
And I don't know if there's too much that you can do about it, but it is incredible the lack of uh, availability for some of these players, but the lack of defense being played as well. That was my favorite thing uh, last night, just seeing, you know, Ernie try to make sense of everything on NBA on TNT. And he's like, well, uh, as you can tell, this game's just out of hand. (laughs) So he was like, we were going to go to the Thunder, but that game's out of hand. And he was like, so we present to you the Mavericks, who are currently up by 20. That's right. That's <laughs> you know, right. It was just incredible. Here's Mark Falwell. <laughs> just get out of it. Don't try to make sense of any of it. It was kind of beautiful. Which, but- honestly, if you're looking for someone to listen to, Mark Falwell was not a bad place to end up. Oh, yeah. No, because even in blowouts, those broadcasts are still entertaining because of all of the different like uh, references he's going to drop on you and stories he's going to tell. There you go. Um, he even gave me, he, he was on with me and CA at some point last season. And I caught a pro wrestling reference that he made. Oh, he loves that wrestle. Uh, yeah, against yeah. Uh, it was in a game against the Lakers in L.A. He made an L.A. night reference, and I was like, I caught that fall, Will. And he was like, you know what? He was like, next time we're in L.A., I'm going to make another one just for you. Aww. Next time he was in L.A., he made another That's one. That's adorable. I was like, that is cool. He, he's, he's such a great uh, broadcaster. Yeah, man. the benefits of the job can be really nice at times. Uh, also, I get to tell you, especially if you're a Mavs fan, get up on your uh, – on your computing machine, whether it's your phone, your computer, your laptop, uh, your your pad, tablet, what have you, it's a triple all-star vote day. So Get if, busy. Yeah, if you want to vote for all-stars, it counts triple, and all-star voting is going to end on the 20th. So this is one of the last opportunities to get multiple votes for your vote. So yeah, vote.nba.com. Make sure that you vote for your Mavericks or whoever else you feel is, you know, Worthy of being an all-star this year? Uh, Luca and Luca only. What? I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying Luca should play all the positions. That's it. Um, speaking of the Dallas Mavericks, I did see this earlier on in the show. Jake Fisher, as he is a bit of a polarizing figure when it comes to NBA reporting. Yeah, Yahoo Sports. He He's good. However, there's times where some of the things that he says don't ultimately come to pass. Yeah. Which, look, the hit rate, I don't know very many people whose hit rate are perfect yeah. in that space. But, yeah, I know that he takes a lot of flack in those in those areas. He said that people within the Mavericks organization believe Pascal Siakam could be the missing piece next to Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, saying, quote, I know there are absolutely people in Dallas who really think Pascal is a missing piece that could potentially pair with Luka and Kyrie Irving, and all of a sudden you look up and the Mavericks are a legitimate contender in the West, end quote. Yeah, I think he said that with our friend uh, Nick Angstad on the Locked On Mavs podcast. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. it's good to know that they have eyes too, right? Like I think that's ultimately where I land. Yeah, Pascal Siakam is clearly a player that can benefit. You talk about a probably defense-first player that can also he can get his own shot if needed. However, he is significantly better playing off of other players. He could put the ball on the ground if he needs to. He has a decent amount, of, a decent shot. Yeah, absolutely. That's a player that fits. I think ultimately the question for the Mavs is not necessarily if he fits, but more if you are capable of getting him first of all and second of all, stomaching that uh, that acquisition process because you're going to have to give up things. And he has made it abundantly clear that he is not in a place where he wants to go ahead and extend before he reaches free agency. So he has, the the end of this season is the end of his contract. He wants to experience true free agency. So you are paying for a rental and hoping maybe, just maybe, once he gets to free agency, that you can convince him to stay. I'm interested to see if if the Mavericks view themselves as 
in such a place as let's make that move and see if we can go win right now. And if that move particularly is one that gets you into that higher higher echelon of the West where you're like, now this allows us to compete. And so the 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 rental is worth it because we can maybe win it now. And I, I'm interested to see how that breaks down. I imagine that as we get closer and closer to that February 8th, if I remember correctly, trade deadline date, if we start to get more idea of how the Mavs are thinking about it. But it's good to know that they, they have the eyes enough to see, yeah, no, he fits here for sure. Yeah, it is nice to see that they're able to identify what we can from our 1,000-foot perspective. And ultimately, I, I think that they're going to get outbid in that process. I do think that another contender is going is going to be willing to overpay well, in that respect. I don't know if they'll overpay because one thing to remember, and I think Jake, Jake uh, Fisher was saying this as well. Because it's a rental, I think a lot of teams are also in that same bucket where they're like, I don't think I want to give up what Toronto is asking for. So I think the price comes down. And once the price comes down, then we're talking about if the deadline makes the deal for various different teams. And I wonder if some teams look up and go, the rental isn't worth it for us and we're not giving up the valuable pieces that you want. And then maybe, just maybe, the Mavericks can end up sneaking in there and getting a player who's very good. I don't know. And I do think it kind of harkens back to uh, what you guys were talking about yesterday with uh, Tim Cato's thought process ahead of the trade deadline is maybe they just opt for the, let's not force anything, let's see what we got. And then this summer, whenever hopefully there's more people available, you have free agency and the options there, maybe something comes together that isn't exactly a reality right now. Uh, That could totally be in play as well. But if you were going to make that move right now, you know, ahead of the trade deadline in the season, it would be Siakam. And uh, like you said, it's kind of nice to know that they're able to identify that as well. Uh, elsewhere around the association, Sham Sharania, sure you've heard of him before. Yep. Uh, he reports that the NBA is finalizing plans for the Los Angeles Clippers to host the 2026 All-Star Weekend at Steve Ballmer's new Intuit Dome, according to sources involved with The Athletic. So now... Your slate of all-star weekends. You have the Indianapolis Pacers hosting in 2024. Fine. The San Francisco Warriors in 2025. All right. Now 2026, the LA Clippers. Really good. And you want to know why? This doesn't matter for any of us, like the the general fans who are going to be watching, or honestly, a lot more people are not watching all-star festivities. But this matters for the media. Um, yep. And media and like just general NBA people in around the league, you know, folks that do things, whether it's like the shoe companies or things around there. If you if you are inclined to go to All Star Weekend, you remember how they had it in Utah last year? Was that last year? I believe. Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, we got to go to Utah. Ain't nothing popping off. <laughs> the thing about All Star Weekend is not just the festivities of the game and the fan experience at whatever um, convention center that they do. It is the fact that. All the NBA world descends, and they got parties, and everybody links up, and it's yep. a lot more fun to do that in Los Angeles, California, than it is to do in Salt Lake City, right? Um, even Indianapolis. Indianapolis is low-key uh, kind of nice for some of these things because Indianapolis is a convention city. They built their whole town understanding, hey, we're going to appeal to various conventions and get this money that way. We're mm-hmm. going to have people want to spend their three-day weekend for the whatever lawyer or doctor or sales convention in the city in Indianapolis. So I feel like that one works, but nothing worked quite like Los Angeles, California. People are going to have fun in the NBA that weekend. 
They absolutely are. And that's two years in a row for the state of California as well. So, you know, those markets going to get a nice boost there. Of course, none of us are probably going to watch it because, you know, the All-Star game sucks. I'll watch but, it because I'm a sick person. Yeah, you are, and I respect no. you for it. I'm you watching it know. too, by the way, Alec. Thank so, you. So, I mean, you guys are sick. That, that's all I have to say. You're I, correct. I tried to watch it last year just because the day after I was hosting with Bassick and Derek, and Bassick warned me. He was like, I'm going to ask you about it, so I'm sorry, but I need you to watch it because I need your opinion. <laughs> that's nice of him to tell you, though, ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, he was like, I want to know from a younger perspective if this is engaging at all because – you know, he was making the point that a guy like me and Joey Erickson was producing for us. So he's like, you two weren't around really to really appreciate when guys tried in the All-Star game. So I want to I want to get the perspective of someone who's only seen this iteration of the All-Star game for the most part because it sucks. And you know what I told him? It sucks. And I'm not watching it again next year. So don't ask. All right, Nick Saban. That was my homage to uh, Nick Saban. I appreciate it. You know, respect to that man. Um, real quick, before we go, man, we'll have to dig into this one later, actually, now that I think about it. The idea of, oof, the NBA apparently has done a deep, dig, dug deep into data, tongue twister, and they are formally saying that their numbers and what they've done in their analysis doesn't back the idea of load management. This has been a, t- mm. a, a kind of a push and pull that the NBA has had with its players and really more with its uh, teams and when I say the NBA, I do mean the league office in this instance with its, with the teams of the idea of resting players is not, at least according to the NBA's data, as effective. And it's one of those things where we I don't think we knew for certain that it definitely did something, but it, it felt like a precaution type thing. But for the NBA, who is constantly trying to sell this TV, your TV partner is depending on those individuals who are very important playing because this, unlike the NFL... We're not here just for the game. We're here for the individuals and the stars of this thing. And so if those stars are, you know, hurting or resting, then we're not going to have an opportunity to see them. But for the teams, their perspective is that one game of national TV does not matter as much as the postseason when we need these guys to be healthy. And you could thank in some ways the Golden State Warriors for that because when they went and had a 73-win season and then lost in the playoffs – Everybody goes, well, that that is the, the clear indication that the regular season doesn't matter as much as the championship. And so now teams are trying to put forward everything they can do to help themselves in the playoffs. But you got to help the TV product and the rest of the league by playing. And I'm not sure what affects this. I'm, I'm not even saying that I think the NBA is lying. They very well could be in like the data could very much support the idea that there is no correlation between load management, resting, all those types of things, and actually keeping guys healthy. But ultimately, this is convenient in when it comes to their stance and what they're trying to do when it comes to the, the money of this, keeping guys on the court, and trying to trying to work this out with their TV partners. That is very convenient. That's the great word for it because the NBA has the perfect backing to keep these guys on the floor and try to help out those TV ratings because, man, we just talked about it a minute ago. There have been some really ugly games that the national audience have been forced to watch and you know it's it's to no fault other than guys not being ready to suit up every day uh, so you know I don't know what this results in does it result in shortening the schedule but then you know nope. you anger the TV uh, you know I don't, outlets. Even know I don't even know that you anger you just get less money 
And what's funny is that in that regard, nobody is inclined to get less money. Not the not the league office, not the teams, not the players association, because the TV money goes into the pool that ultimately is filtered out through uh, that pays all of these salaries. So everybody wants the money of this. But the the ramifications of those less games, I don't know that anybody is willing to to pair back. And like from the 817 does not make sense. Less games, less chance you get hurt. I've always wondered from a medical standpoint, like go, switching sports, like Bradley Chubb, how he tore his ACL a couple weeks ago yeah. in a part of the game where the game was out of hand. It didn't matter. Like, do we know for sure if they bench him for the rest of the game and then he goes and plays and on his first snap the next game or maybe at practice that week he tears his ACL? You know, we, we don't know. You know, there's just no way to say that, hey, he's not going to get hurt if he doesn't play. You could get hurt at practice. You could get hurt the next game. I There's no way of knowing. So I think the league might actually be in a really favorable position, all things considered. Coming up next on the Get Right from the mind of one Reginald Atatula, where would you want to shop for free for life? 877-881-1053. Let us know on the truckwreck.com text line. We'll do that next on the Get Right. Welcome back to the Get Right here on 105.3 The Fan. We pose the question to you, the Tolo, the Turn It On, Leave It On listener. Where would you want to shop for free for life? 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line. You can answer the question there as well as Twitch and YouTube. Twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam or 105.3 The Fan on YouTube. And the Twitch chat is now a safe space. Because Bobby Belt is gone. He's nowhere to be found. So if you want to get involved there, I promise nobody's going to bite. Someone might. It happens from time to time. But Yeah, it happens. But largely, largely a fun community. Yeah, it is. I, I like to hang out there. I can, never, I can never just leave. That's why when I said I was leaving the chat, I just switched tabs. And I waited patiently for Bobby to leave. I'm a smart man sometimes, you know. Smart man sometimes. Swaggy booties, yes. That is very true to answer your question that... Bobby does pinch me every time he sees me in that area. Does he really? Yep. You can go to HR, you know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, Dawson told me I need to do that for Peyton, too. So, you know. We can just get them both out of here in yeah, one fell swoop. you know, kill two birds with one stone, if you will. So, Reg, what what <laughs> spurred your uh, your thought process here of asking this question of where would you want to shop for free for life? Well, I was uh, doing a little bit of research. And when I say research, oh, I, was God, scroll- he's back. I was scrolling the internet. You can't Sorry. stop him. You he's, can't get rid of him. He's inevitable like Thanos. I mean, he's he's just penicillin doesn't get him either. Um, <laughs> I was scrolling the internet and I read this headline. Walmart sued by Texas man seeking lifetime of free shopping or $100 million. So apparently right. in San Antonio, um, you know, this man filed a, cu- a couple of complaints that uh, Walmart was, and he said that he was suing for false pretense of shoplifting. So, you know, he was like, hey man, that was profiling me, I guess. And ultimately, what he is calling for in his suit is $100 million in damages or unlimited free lifetime shopping at any Walmart per one handwritten complaint. Walmart can't catch a break, you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a worldwide conglomerate and... You know, it's what what was them? Yeah, they love to ruin sports franchises as well. Shout out Denver Broncos. Fair enough. Although to be fair, um, 
your man John Elway was doing a good job ruining it to begin before they were able to. Yeah, they just made a very lateral shit. move. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Not great. Uh, but yes, I was like that. Just made me think about. it. I was like, man, if you were gonna try and you know, it it does. I guess I should not judge him in this instance. However, it appeared to me on first reading, and it could just be how the information was presented to me, that this is an unnecessarily litigious uh, response to whatever happened, and he's just trying to come up. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Can't really knock a person for trying to come up, right? Yeah. $100 million is crazy, but hey, man, shoot or shoot. But I love that he's also like, or he could just let me go to the store for a lifetime, and I was like, where would I like to go to do that? So I wanted to turn that question to the Tolos, to you, Medford, to you, David, everybody listening. Where is the place? One place... Where you can shop for free for a lifetime. There's so many options. Right. Man. We can talk through it, no problem. Uh, on the truckwreck.com text line, we got um, Shields, no doubt, from the 903. Okay, I see you. Uh, someone else along those same lines from the 817, they said Bass Pro Shop. You know, you can get your boats and clothes. Actually, that's the 214 and the 817. Both of y'all, maybe some uh, outdoorsmen uh, listening. Yeah. Someone said Amazon, is that cheating? That's hilarious. Uh, I, you know what? For these purposes, what do you think? Because it's definitely changing. You can buy multiple things. It's not like a specific thing. If okay, so we're sense. going brick and mortar here. Yeah, I think it's got to be brick and mortar. Okay, because we said Walmart. You know, and he said Walmart, any Walmart store. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Because I know so, Walmart has tried to replicate the Amazon yeah. like marketplace. And they're doing type great thing. too. It's incredible the Are stuff they? that they've added. Yeah. Oh, I don't like. I it. I don't know why it was the last time I needed to replace my windshield wipers. The back wiper on the hatchback. I could not find the right one. I ordered a couple ones and they just didn't fit. Walmart ended up having the perfect fit out of all the research I did. And the ones that I bought, granted, they're only like five or six bucks. They weren't expensive. But I ordered two or three different ones. Didn't fit. Went to Walmart. It said exact fit. Got it. There you go. Okay. All right. Amazon didn't get it right. AutoZone didn't get it right. In your face. Well, AutoZone didn't get it right. No, they didn't. usually hold me down. I appreciate them. Uh, From the 817 car dealership. Oh, so you're just going to be going all the time, aren't you? Like, although if, yes, uh, another one from the 214 Porsche dealership. I do wonder if, if you are not worried about like the payments on the cars, how often are you just getting a new car? We got a new car for every- uh, Each month. Each month. I might have one for the day of the week. Like, oh, what's today? Tuesday? I drove my Wednesday car? Okay, no problem. <laughs> it's Wednesday cool. My bad. It's crazy. <laughs> I forgot. Wow. It's Thursday. We're supposed to be in the, in the suburban. My bad, dog. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Somebody said... That's great. Oh, man, I missed that one. Um, Ford dealership. A lot of people in the car. From the 469, maybe Dak Prescott texting in. Louis Vuitton? Yeah. That LV, baby. I could see that, honestly, because it's something... I'm trying to think of something along those lines, something that I would not do for myself. Oh, okay. So, you know, yeah, I feel like there's two ways you can go about this. You can go like pure utility where it's like, this is a place that is going to serve me. Like whether it's like, all right, let's go to just a grocery store where I know I can get a whole bunch of food and like day to day items. And now I have more, um, I have more expenditure cash to go and do other things. Or maybe I could quit my job and just live off of that. Who knows? Um, or you go, I'm going to a luxury kind of more niche store where i can just get things that make me happy yeah and not have to worry as much about and i can still because i'm already paying for the living stuff you know all those types of things i appreciate that uh someone said nike stores from yeah. the 682 i'm essentially a nike athlete at that point man i'm part of the jordan brand because that's all i'm wearing okay all right i like that we, okay so what 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 uh as we're trying to narrow down 
this store for you, Alec Medford. I feel like I'm your guide in this. Do you feel like the thing that you appreciate more is like clothes or like some level of electronics? Like where where does your fancy go to when we talk about like things that you can get for free? I'd say for me, I'd probably say clothes. Because I very much am a person that I'll wear them till they fall apart. I'm trying to put that thing on, yeah. <laughs> and also, you're 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 in that age where, hey man, we, let's 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 shoot shots. Yeah, we got to be looking right. Exactly. Know? Yeah, and I'm so jealous of these pro athletes and stuff that have stylists that do all the heavy lifting for them. It's like I wouldn't mind picking out my outfits if my closet was the size of my bedroom. I would not mind at that point. Right now, I hate it because I feel like, especially because I've gone up a size in a few things because I've been, you know, putting on weight. And mm, look at that. Out. Said, been, you know, I've been lifting. Yeah. You know, you know just been, you Curl- know, currently bulking. It's cool. Yeah. It's bulk season. You know, you got to get ready for the summer. <laughs> um, but, you know, summer bodies are built in the winter. But, um, oh, wow. That's some real gym rat stuff to say. It really is. I, I hang uh, around a lot of them. So it like happens. A, I'll teach you how to style. Yeah. Professional. I'm a professional at it. And I have, a, I have an idea for y'all that you guys haven't considered yet. Okay, yes, please So I'm help. a huge comic collector. Okay. So you, you go to like a specific comic shop, you're eventually going to find an amazing, awesome comic that's probably going to be worth something. And then you sell that comic for a lot of money. And then they might end up having another comic worth a lot of money, maybe even more. And eventually, you're just stacking in cash here. Mm-hmm. So infinite there wealth. Go. There I, you go. Yeah, I, I like that. That's the yes, the infinite wealth wealth hack. I think this person might have gotten that <laughs> a little GTA bit. GTA money glitch. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> I think this person might have gotten to that in a different way from the nine hundred three Rolex. <laughs> I feel like, and this harkens back to for me. Uh, I don't know if you are a, f- a fan of John Mulaney, stand up mm-hmm. comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, he was talking about his very real addiction to uh, to drugs, and one of the things that he did when he was under those influences and or needing those influences or whatever. While he his money was not available to him, he went and bought a Rolex with an emergency credit card and then tried to take it back so that he could get the cash. And I'm like, hey, we could do that too, baby. Like, we got the Rolex. <laughs> Let's get this $50,000 watch and then I can sell that. And boom, now we just got quick cash. I like that. But I, I love this. This this is some real, I am, I am a Texan. Yeah. Um, screw all the money making. I just mm-hmm. want to enjoy this from the 214. Bucky's. Yes. Yeah. You, you can I'm get in. gas, you can mm-hmm. get food, you can get snacks, mm-hmm. you can get clothes. I think I'm in on that. Yeah, they I, say I'd all, be down for that. They say all you need is love, all you need is Bucky's. That's all you need it's because possible. They, they have everything. They have fresh food, they have like prepackaged food, they have gas, they have all kinds of stuff. They have clothes, they have art, they have home decor, they have furniture, and they have a giant beaver. <laughs> yes. Why would you do that? You know that Bobby's listening, right? You know Bobby's going to put that on the internet in three minutes flat. You see, but you said it, so now it's definitely going to happen if you would have just moved past it. I'm not the one who said um, it. It's not my responsibility to keep you from saying things that get on the internet. That's on you. Okay. Uh, from the 940 blockbuster, hilarious. I, I like the 214. I'm not going to read it, but I like what they're thinking about, you know, Robert Kraft texting in. Oh, that's not the one, the 214 that I, I saw. Some yeah. like gas, liquor store. I feel like this tell, it says a lot about us, uh, various yeah. people with, with what you choose. Um, because I definitely would have gotten a lot more utility, um, especially if it was, there was more of them in the Metroplex. HEB would be my spot, 100%. Yeah. See, my my pick, I think, if I'm going to go sensical here, would be Target, because I actually do wear a good amount of their clothes because it's cheap and like it's just plain. It's no crazy graphics or anything. It's just nice patterns. They, I'm wearing their pants right now. I'm wearing a pair of joggers from Target. Like That's cool. They got food. They got Lego sets. 
They got PlayStations. They got TVs. Yeah, that's true. Oh, man. They got candles. You know how many TVs I'd have? Oh, my God. (laughs) You already have a lot. How many more do you need? More. More More. televisions. (laughs) Just sound like Kylo Ren in Star Wars. That's right. You know what I want? More! You know what I want? I want to eventually get to a place where every surface in my living room is just LED. Okay. Right? Like, just... I want to be able to turn it on, and I want it to look like, uh, you know, in, in in the Ram Stadium where they got the halo on board, where it just goes around. I just want it to go around the walls of my apartment, just like video. I want to see the Cowboys Green Bay game just on all the walls of my living. I want to be able to follow the Dak Prescott pass from this wall to that wall over there. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the this is the mind that I'm living in. Can you can you feel it? Can you feel it, Alec Medford? I can feel those migraines. They're gonna come in. That's what I can feel. That's what I can. Can you imagine trying to like not now we're not doing just surround sound, we're doing surround video. Like just watch any war movie and it's like, oh, this is too much. This is way too much. Oppenheimer might actually blow up your apartment complex. No. Oh no. Okay, I think we've gotten to a place where it's scary. Shout out to the two one four flexing on the truckreg.com text line. This where they say I have three Rolexes and they're definitely an investment. Okay. Can you please Text in the last four digits of your credit card and the uh, CVV on the back. Also, mother's maiden name, routing number. There's a lot of things. I'm just, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get in contact with you. There's some more information that we I'll need. I'll set up a GoFundMe. For you to continue That's listening what we'll to do. the program. You can donate one of the Rolexes. Yep. Coming up next on the Get Right, why each NFC playoff team will win the Super Bowl and why they won't. We'll do that next on your Home of the Cowboys, 105 through the Fan.